When I first came here, it was so wet and so foggy that I couldn't see what it was like. And even though today it's completely covered in grey cloud, the water is flat and still, the breeze is slight, and I'm heading into Cronin's pub which advertises itself for seafood but and this is the critical thing that persuaded me that I would let you know about in Crosshaven there are no parking charges right there are no parking charges you there are no machines around here you have to put money into so what do you think about that then free parking also, right in front of me is a sculpture. A sculpture which consists, I suppose you would say, of a big pole, a big metal pole. And on top of the pole is a bark, is the best word for it. A ship, if you like. From the side it looks a little like a coracle, but it is certainly not round. There's a person in it and there's a little sail. And let me tell you about this, because this is relevant to changing your view about who was the first European to cross the Atlantic Ocean. Who did it? Who sailed first across the Atlantic Ocean to the Americas? Who was it? Okay, sorry, you haven't got the answer right. This sculpture commemorates the transatlantic voyage of St. Brendan the Navigator. St. Brendan the Navigator. Now, when did St. Brendan the Navigator cross the Atlantic Ocean? In the year 483, or in between the year 483 and the year 577. I think we can take it that that was his birth and his death. So I suggest to you that it was about... 540, let's say, the year 540, a long time before the Danes or the Norwegians got to North America. Yeah. Now, this sculpture commemorates the transatlantic voyage, not only of St. Brendan the Navigator, but Tim Severin, 1976. Remember that? There's a book about it, Tim Severin, S-E-V-E-R-I-N, 1976. The Brendan the Voyage journey was replicated by Tim in 1976. And why is this here in Crosshaven? Simple reason, because Tim Severin went across the Atlantic in a boat built in Crosshaven Boatyard, and I'm in Crosshaven. Now, what do you think about that? Like, doesn't that make you want to do your own transatlantic journey any way you like? Anything from a everything from swimming it. I'd advise you bring along a boat to be with you swimming it, to being in a curragh, to being in a coracle, to being in a gig. That's a form of boat which is used in Cornwall for a thing called gig racing. You'd have to look it up. 
I, I, there are eight people rowing in a, in, a, in a boat. So, here we are. This is where we are. And I'm now heading towards Cronin's Pub. And, to make it even more delightful, I was advised, would you believe this? I was advised by my wife to go to this pub. This has not happened recently. She has not recently advised me to go in the middle of the afternoon. Well, about five o'clock, I think it is now, to a pub. So, you could say this is historic. Outside the pub is a sign for seafood, a sign for Powers Whiskey, a sign for craft beer, and a sign for coffee. I'll probably do some um, ambient sound in the pub. This is a pretty well-known pub, though. Bye for now. Cronin's pub in Crosshaven is famous for one thing in my mind. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic place to walk into. Anyone who wants to see what a real Irish pub bar is like when it's done incredibly well and when it hasn't been turned into a kind of kitsch place would be very happy to arrive here. But what's Cronin's? Cronin's is famous for something you would never guess in a million years. Cronin's is the place where the Irish Redheads Convention began about eight years ago. Now, I'm sitting here at the bar in this place, and if you Google Irish Redheads Convention, you're going to find that the Redheads Convention ran for seven of the last eight years. It has, it's on a pause. And on the other side of the bar from me, cleaning the coffee machine, a tea machine, is one of the Cronins. I don't know his uh, first name. He and I have had a chat already. His uh, sister I know very, very slightly. We would know each other to say hello to each other. And she's the one who's highly active on social media. But I'm hoping in a minute to get a word with him and get him to tell you a bit about the Irish Redheads Convention. And I hope that you'll be very interested. You might indeed uh, be uh, auburn, redhead, apricot hair yourself. You might know somebody who does. And even though this is an Irish convention, Oh, you can be absolutely sure that no matter where you are in the world, they'd welcome you with almost more than open arms if you came to Crosshaven the way you are any day of the week, any time of the year, as a, you know, particularly if you bring red hair with you. And actually, I mean genuine red hair. Well, I'm going to let the man who knows all about the Irish Redheads Convention introduce himself and say something about it. You can hold this and just chat away. How are you doing? So, my name is Dennis Cronin and one of the founders of the Irish Redheads Convention here in Cronin's Pub in Crosshaven. Um, as I was uh, explaining... Paul, 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 sorry, Paul, Paul earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we took a bit of a sabbatical this year to take stock and to reassess where the festival is going or the future of it 
um, just financial and funding reasons, as uh, I suppose a lot of things in this day and age depend on. But uh, the memories and the friends we've made definitely shone through this year with lots of people still coming down to Cronin's uh, on the second last week end of August. Oh, they still came? They still came from all over, from uh, Vancouver and Toronto, uh, one lad from uh, New York State, more locally from Dublin and uh, Roscommon, Kildare, and uh, one lady from New Zealand for so her. You held your own festival. So I suppose we well, yeah, yeah. I suppose just to mark the the occasion yeah, and to have a bit of yeah, just to see who turn up and a bit of uh, yeah, just have it have a chat and meet some old friends and that that was very eventful. But the whole event I suppose was really family fun and orientated and the children would have got the most out of it for I suppose from the wacky competitions we had like the car tossing competition or freckle counting and sometimes don't red headed children get the mickey pulled out yeah of them. I suppose there's an element to that which I suppose it makes it a kind of a special day for red headed yeah, children yeah. and on the opposite day for red, them to be proud red, 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 hair, red yeah, yeah. pride exactly and How maybe did the, it start it started. <laughs> so we were sitting here in the pub by the fire, which isn't lit now, but it'll be lit soon coming into into the winter. And on a winter's night, it's actually my birthday at the end of August. And uh, my sister, who's a fiery redhead, said, um, what are we going to do for your birthday? And I said, we'll have a party. We'll invite a few redheads. <laughs> that was kind of it, really. We put it out on Twitter, and sure enough, a half dozen uh, redheads arrived. And from there, then the ideas and the... Uh, the whole thing just grew legs and arms and there it was, seven years of good festival and fun and cross-haven. Like what yeah. kind of things? Did you have music? Was it, was yeah, it, it's, all it started off as a one-day event which slowly progressed. Uh, the gathering got behind it in four years ago and that gave it a good... But it needed to be a weekend event, and we found that that was Irish diaspora. Exactly, wasn't it? yeah, yeah, which, which from, from abroad, and yeah. like that gave us great, uh, I suppose, great um, a bit of uh, exposure. Yeah, absolutely, New York, Times Square on Paddy's Day, and gave us the. You know, How did you get publicity in Times Square? Part on of the, Day? part of the parade and the the, the same the gathering views uh, us as a flagship festival, which was absolutely fantastic. Are there videos online? There would be. It's Could a, somebody yeah, find yeah. it on YouTube? Oh, YouTube, yeah. Search, search YouTube and you'll yeah, find yeah, it all yeah, there. But yeah. the, the main thing really for us was the showcasing Crosshaven as a little seaside village. And, you know, you'd come to Ireland and you'd visit Cork City and stay there. And people bust up and down from Blarney Castle and came down to Crosshaven, which is just a beautiful little seaside village. And that that's what made the event special, you know. Okay, the adults went to the pubs at night, but during the day the kids were playing in the car park, in the in the green area, and out in the, the playground, and there was a kids zone, and like I said, fractal counting competition, and car tossing competition, and we had... We had yeah. How far can somebody toss a car? They, they get a good Do old you know sling. Do what the world yeah. record is? Mm, don't know, but talk the world records. We set a world record for the most gingerbread cookies baked in one hour here in with Hassett's Bakery. So you can look that up. That's the Guinness World is Record. It in the Guinness yeah, yeah, World absolutely. Record? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Set great. by Redheads in Crosshaven. And that is the most gingerbread cookies baked in one hour. I think a couple of thousand is what we've reached. I don't have the exact figure but my sister has the certificate to prove it. So that's uh, 
one of many things we got up to. Great, great fun, and the people, the people make it. But food played a huge part for the festival. Um, we had a ginger chef cook-off, so where we invited avid home cooks to come and express their uh, <laughs> and show their flair of cooking. So again, they didn't know what they were going to get. No, no, we can continue one second now. On let, yeah, let's let's continue. Let's keep going. Yes. So we had um, yeah ginger chef cook-off where. The, the contestants had to be redhead and we set up an outside kitchen and then a trolley of red ingredients from chilies to to kidney beans to shrimps local shrimps were all produced and uh, yeah lobsters? Just, lobsters yeah really <laughs> yeah yeah and just had a bit of fun uh, a bit of fun and on the stage we had a main stage mary Cochran played for us out in the, the square here one week one weekend what was her most famous uh, uh, song or would you say mm. so that people who've never heard of her yeah. could actually think I, I'm Mary was kind of she's a bit of a C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N that's correct yeah Mary yeah, yeah they can find her yeah is she kind of a folk rock she's singer she's a Galway kind of Gal folk folk oh. singer yeah, yeah. She, she's um bit of a storyteller and a bit of a yeah she's good fun good fun good fun um, so yeah we had a pub crawl and we even one evening we introduced ginger speed dating for the the lonely hearts that were or even for people that were looking for a ginger I suppose so there was an, uh, an element of adult entertainment as well as kids family fun day during the day so do you know I've just suddenly thought of something has the Irish ginger convention ever considered going in some way or other to Lisdon Varna because as an outpost where there would be quite a lot of people looking maybe for a, for a match at least yeah, if not a ginger <laughs> match the connection between yeah. Lisdon Varna matchmaking festival mm -hmm. and the red yeah it yeah, could be something all right there could be, <laughs> could be when there. the festival returns yeah, it yeah. could be um, a twinning or a, a <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and the Redhead uh, Convention. Yeah, and the Redhead Convention. There you go. You're onto something. <laughs> no, you're onto something. I give the idea to you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, really. Now that's where we're at, I suppose. We're... And what would you look? There'll be people who will listen to this, I guarantee you, yeah. right? And they'll, some of them will be very, very interested, yeah. you know. I pay them to be interested, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> no, but what would you like them to do, seriously? And that could help the, uh, yeah. the uh, convention because. to. The cause, yeah, the cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. What could I, they do? I don't know. It's like, unfortunately, it all boils down to finance at the end of the day. Like, we send a check. Yeah. Do you have a um, GoFundMe? Do you have we don't, a? It's uh, something we didn't look into. Do you I have mean, a crowdsource or Kickstarter, Kickstarter or GoFundMe, no, Patreon? Like Nothing like that. I mean, we were hoping that a corporate sponsor would come along or somebody that would see that there's a good expo. I mean, like, our, there was a picture in the New York, or sorry, in the Sydney. Uh, herald of a little redhead girl and her, her parents standing outside a lovely painted uh, door here in the village on the front page of the, the Sydney Herald on the day after the, the event and that just kind of summarised for us what it's all about just Ireland down by the seaside having a bit of fun and you know these beautiful beautiful colours of hair and just the, the Irish scenery it just set the whole thing off but it, it, it's um, wow! Yeah, I'm just it, thinking. Was it on television at all? Did did, did the yeah, Late Late Show interview anybody? Not the Late Late Show, but we were on the BBC. The, we were on um, 
Oh my god, if you met Jolina, my sister, she would absolutely bombard you with, with oh, facts. Oh, okay. She's on, she's on Twitter, isn't she? She's on she? Twitter, yeah. As what? Jolene you know? Cronin. Jolene J-O-L-E-N. Cronin. C-R-O-N-I-N. As in the song Jolene. That's it, Jolene. exactly. <laughs> and if, again, our own page here, Cronin's Pub in Crosshaven. We're on Twitter as well and also Facebook, you'll find us. And so you're pub, not bar. Pub, yeah, this is a, a pub. Cronin's Pub. But, uh, you know the sign outside says bar, traditional bar. Traditional bar. That's just to test people like yourself, you see, who come down. Who's a complete nerd <laughs> who comes down here and looks and is saying to himself, what am I going to title, am I going to put on my bar audio? Is it going to be bar or pub, yeah, you see? Yeah, you and McCarthy's bar had yeah, a bit yeah. of an influence. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, another thing. Look, one thought I have is, suppose it, and this is not a yeah, promise to yeah. do anything, supposing I could put you guys in touch with somebody who would be, relatively speaking, an expert on things like Kickstarter, mm-hmm. Patreon, or GoFundMe, yeah, and yeah, yeah. GoFundMe, would there be a time when it would suit you? Now, I know you'd be all in favour of, you know, you know, somebody listening to this yeah. who owns a mega international corporation and who decides that it's good for their brand to invest. But would there ever be a, a an interest in the other route? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 